I'm Suzanne Story, and this is Love in the Time of COVID-19. Hello, and welcome to the podcast, Love in the Time of COVID-19. We will talk about how relationships are changing during this time, but it's more about how we react to those changes. Please take a moment for yourself, breathe, and enjoy the podcast. Hello, I would like to welcome my friend Laura. She's been homeschooling for about 10 years. And during this time of forced homeschooling for many of us, I decided to get some no-nonsense advice from an expert on the subject. Welcome, Laura. Hi. How are you doing today? Oh, well, it's beautiful outside, so it's a really nice day. I'm tired of the rain. Yes, I know. I absolutely agree. It's a beautiful day, and it's time to get, um, I think it's recess time at my house. During this kind of wacky time of social distancing we've we've, most of us have gone to a homeschooling type format and I I thought you know I need I need to figure this out I need somebody to tell me that I don't need to require my 10 year old to do homeschooling eight hours a day if if we could start out tell me a little bit about your kids Um, well I have three Um, Avery is now 18 she's graduated Hayden, she's 16. We're working on her graduation. And Drake, he's 10. And I've been homeschooling Drake pretty much his whole entire life. Um, he did go to school for about a year and a half. He, t- he, he did first grade and half of second grade. Hayden, she was homeschooled up until about second grade. And then she went back to school um, seventh and half of eighth grade. And then Avery, she went up. She went to public school until fourth grade, and then she went her freshman and half of her sophomore year. So they have been in public school and homeschooled. So they've seen both sides of the green pasture. So basically, the reason um, why I really wanted to talk to you is because you have done both, and I'm not. I'm not really going to ask why they're homeschooled at this point. It doesn't really matter. It just matters that you're being very successful at it, and I see you as a fellow mom that um, your kids are well-adjusted, they're quite smart, they're also quite social, and they have lots of things going on in, in their life, which makes me think, okay, yeah, I can do this, sure. <laughs> well, yeah, and and I think a lot, you know, there is this, you know, a lot of people are scared to homeschool or be at home with their kids, and um, and it's mainly structure. You know, public school is very structured, and um, so, I think that was really what scared me at first. I'm like, how am I going to keep these kids busy? What am I going to do? And I came to find out it was really the structure that was stressing us out you know we didn't have to do math a certain time of day and a certain amount of time because that was what was focused on and not actually learning math and having fun so I kind of took the structure out of it and we had this freedom and this freedom of choice to do when and what and where and if they were excited about something we just went to the library and learned more about it so I think that was what really made it easy for me. My 
my kids didn't realize they were learning because they were having fun. And when they're having fun and they're interested in whatever subject we're playing with, it seeps in. And then they remember it. It becomes a memory. And then they apply it to the, to the next thing or other things. And that's just kind of my whole way of homeschooling. I have found that that is true, that homeschooling sort of takes you down different rabbit holes, as it were. And, like, for example, we were talking about the disruption and, and, and the, the things that were going on in India. And, of course, my 10-year-old says his complete takeaway was, why do they have a dot in the middle of their forehead? Instead of just telling him what I thought, we looked it up. And in looking it up, we found out that that is a chakra. Well, he wanted to know what chakra was. That led us into meditation. And every day, we have been meditating. And it's just because we were looking at, I guess, some of the protesting that was going on in India and bringing it forward and we've sort of gone down that rabbit hole and he asked these questions and I can take those questions any direction kind of, that we want to which is absolutely which is great absolutely 100% and that is how I ended up you know having so much fun because I became a kid again I'm like oh my gosh these are answers you know or questions that I would have never thought to ask, but now you have these curious kids who are like opening up these rabbit holes and doors. And I'm like, all right, let's go. Let's jump in and figure it out and find out. And you're like, just like you said, it leads to other things. And, you know, we don't have to, my kids aren't separated. You know, they're age wise, they're all different and they're all different personalities, but they're all curious about one thing. And then they can play off of each other and learn from each other. And, you know, and there are days that we do sit down, especially on rainy days. There are days that we sit down and I'll, print out some worksheets or something just to make sure, you know, he does know his times tables and things like that, but it's not every day. And there's not pressure behind it. And there's not any kind of, you have to get it done and you have to do it now. And this is, you know, now you have to go to bed and now you have to do your homework and now you have to get up and get ready for school. You know, that was the hardest. I think, I think that's what really started my curiosity of homeschooling. Um, Because all my friends thought I was crazy, too. They're like, what do you want to homeschool for? And I realized once I took all the pressure and all of the rules and all of the time, like, you have to get up and you have to get dressed and you have to take a bath and you have to eat and you have to do your homework right now, right now. And it just became this rift with me, with this, you know, relationship between me and my kids. Like, I don't want to fight with my kids anymore. And we kind of took that whole schedule and we threw it out the door and we started having fun. And now I can take my kids anywhere, and everyone's like, aren't you worried about socialization? No, because if you can home, when you homeschool, you have all of this, especially now you have Facebook and you have all of this social media, you can find other homeschoolers and you can find things to do, and there's museums. And then my favorite thing is asking my kids, hey, what do you want, what do you guys want to do? They're like, well, we want to go to a museum. We'll look it up and research it, find how much it is, find if there's other homeschool groups nearby. Like they, have become researchers without even knowing they've become researchers. So they're able to, like, use things. And, you know, kids learn so much hands-on. Even me as a person, I'm a very hands-on learning. And so you kind of create this hands-on. They just sinks in because they're excited about it. I was going to ask what a typical day looks Uh like at your house, but I think that maybe you don't have typical not really. I, you know, I mean, we try to have some kind of like goal by the end of the week or, you know, if there's 
something that the kids are interested in, you know, we'll, we'll sit down and we'll kind of look something up certain times, but yeah, there's not much of a schedule. It's, you know, I let them, now that the older, the girls are older, they have a lot of freedom to do what they, they're, they're very self-disciplined too. You know, Avery, she buckled down and studied really hard and she ended up taking her GED and, you know, that's how she graduated and she passed and she did it all herself. And I was amazed by that. Um, I couldn't have done that at her age. I couldn't have been that brave but my kids have been very independent from an early age now like they know who they are they have this you know independence and they have this confidence that I didn't have as a kid you know I was so used to being around kids in public school and had this like group that they kind of did everything and I just kind of went along with it I think that's what amazes me too about when you meet other homeschool kids they're very confident who they are. They haven't really had a lot of outside influence, so they enjoy the things they enjoy without saying, well, I don't, someone else, you know, having a lot of input in it. Yeah, that's just who they are. And I think that's really neat to see and watch kids grow as well. Um, but, yeah, they, they're pretty free as far as during the day. I'm like, you know, make sure you guys read at night. Well, this is this is a lot changed now that these girls are older. Now, Drake, Drake's still 10. He has a little bit of structure. Boys are a little different, so I can say that, too. <laughs> boys have a lot more energy. <laughs> that is definitely something that I'm dealing with at the moment uh, with my 10-year-old. And I, ha- I have to say that my public school kids are drawn to your kids. They think, wow, they're just kind of neat. They've got neat personalities. They do neat things. That They are brave, and they are outgoing, and they are quite socialist. So my... My public school kids really flock to your kids. Well, and, and, and my kids are, they're, you know, they're all, you know, they've been really lucky too to be well traveled. And, you know, we've lived in Mexico for, you know, four or five months at a time. And, and we've been to Los Angeles where we used to live. And, you know, it was, there's a huge homeschooling there too. There's, there's lots of homeschool groups. So they're very socialized there. We were always going on field trips and things like that. And, you know, we've gone to New Orleans and Atlanta and, and everywhere we go, it's the same. Like, we'll go to a park. All of a sudden, we show up, and, like, all of these kids start showing up and hanging out with my kids. Mm-hmm. And I I think what it is is my kids are so happy, and they're so accepting of anyone and everyone. Like, they're curious, and they've learned to feed that curiosity, you know. So my, so Drake, he's, he'll walk up to, the, to kids and just say, hey, you guys want to play? <laughs> and they're like, oh, well, okay. You know, so, like, my kids – they just they love everyone they're very accepting they i think they have that whole curiosity and learning thing like they're like i want to know about you you live in this city what's fun to do in the city and then it just opens and creates this conversation and now they have pen pals everywhere and you know it's just just it's just more rabbit holes and i love that i i I was a very shy kid so i never really talked to anyone i couldn't even go to a clerk and buy a soda i was like so scared of people And my kids will just walk up and start conversations. And I think that's really neat. And they're and they're not afraid of adults. A lot of kids are afraid of adults. My kids have full on conversations with adults. And I think that's really neat too. Yeah, you've got you've got absolutely great kids. And and well, I've got thank you. I've got so many questions to ask you. I don't know where to just to, to, to go next. One thing that I have really thought about with the homeschooling right now is a lot of these sites online are opening themselves up to be free. 
mm-hmm. uh, for for public school kids that are being sort of forced into homeschooling. And right. I'm sure that you guys are like, uh, why did this not happen for us a long time ago? <laughs> but um, but I think I think that it's neat that you can do these virtual museums or you can oh that yeah that is actually that's probably I even told my kids too I'm like this is kind of one of the coolest things that has happened and I don't know why this hasn't happened a long time ago either like even even during summertime for kids that are on summer break um these apps and and social media and virtual tours I think that is so amazing I do too, and I, if this, this if COVID nineteen does one thing positively, hopefully it's for the homeschooling community that's going to keep homeschooling to be able to have these apps and availabilities open to them. Right. Um, I love like one of our favorite places in Los Angeles was the Librea Tar Pits because my kids were just really into fossils and you know dinosaurs, which most kids are at some point. To be able to log on and do a virtual tour at any any time of day or to listen to different lecturers and I think that it's so it's so amazing um even now we have certain you know little websites that we use to print out worksheets and things like that but it doesn't compare to being able to you know log on and watch someone walk through a museum and talk about it you know and you don't have to leave your house speaking of liberate tar pits I one of my favorite podcasts I listen to so many criminal podcasts, so I can't really remember which one it is. But one of my favorite ones that I have on my list talks about Labrea Dave, which is the the policeman that actually dove into the tar pits to retrieve evidence from a crime. Oh, no kidding! And so I'll definitely have to share with share that with you later, and and I can even share it on my episode page with our listeners today about that because that was like super cool and super crazy at the same time so yeah <laughs> speaking of the bright tar pits okay so i know you know you're you're pretty well rounded and your kids are well well rounded however there's got to be some stressful times and how do you deal with stress with your kids and the work and the school and everything else kind of going on at the same time because your kids are definitely different ages and they have different Mm -hmm. eating patterns and and how do you deal with stress um I think you know I mean we are normal we do get stressed out there's days where I just shut my door and I'm like you guys know what to do mama needs a day I'm gonna watch some Netflix (laughs) but I think um now that we live out in Texas and we live in the country I think a lot of our stress um, is really just sometimes we need a minute from each other or, you know, someone's having a bad day or they're frustrated and working something out. Um, I think Drake, being the smallest and the youngest, he probably has it the hardest. He is with women most of the day, every day. (laughs) Poor thing. As far as, like, we have nature. And we have dogs and horses and chickens and Whenever somebody really gets stressed, I'm like, take a hike, just right. go walk around, you know, go go do something, you know, get out of the house for a minute, or let's take a drive, we'll go to the lakes, get some rocks. Nature has, like, been the best thing for us. We have 30 acres, and we just get, just get to walk around and play in the creeks, and, you know, there's days where we do, we do no school. We just kind of have a hangout day, and we'll go to the skate park and let them, you know, skateboard, or... You know, there's just, when you kind of live stress-free, 
I think is just allows so much more to come in. Like your like your meditation. I think meditation is great as far as for anyone. And even the kids, my oldest daughter, she's really into like um, yoga and, and meditation. And you know, personality wise, she needed that. Um, she her her brain gets. She's got one of those artist brains, so her brain doesn't stop moving. And she's like, Mom, how do I stop my brain? <laughs> and I'm like, Meditation or read. It's like you have to redirect, redirect that um, overthinking and go take a walk. Or, I, I definitely know. agree with yoga and meditation because that those are two things that I can do with with Wyatt because I can't. With my knee and rehabilitation of the knee, I can't do a whole lot. I can't go out and run and get out with the bikes and things like that. But those—that is one thing that he can do and we can do together. And I think all kids should learn some form of, you know, sit down and be quiet and think, or sit down and just kind of relax for a minute because that is just going to set him up for the rest of his life. You know, even my daughters at a young age, they were doing yoga and they had yoga and elementary school in LA and I thought that was like the funnest class they did because she never really told everyone to sit down and be still and stretch she let everyone make that choice so there were kids that were up and playing but there were also kids that sat there and learned and I think you kind of a lot of people realize when you take some of the control out of it and you let you allow kids to process things and sometimes yoga is one of those absolute neat things yoga and meditation to like just let them process they don't know they're processing you know if that after they're sitting sit down and study for a long time or they're reading or you know the one situation for a long amount of time if you let them go sit down and just relax for a minute it will actually sink in a lot better i think so i i, I really highly suggest meditation for any age for any kid and and that might look different for other kids too you know meditation might be just walking through the woods or or sitting there no video games no sounds you know but I, I I agree with yoga and meditation one thing that we had to sort of confront today was recess time and Wyatt wanted to go out and ride his bike of course I had to go over the rules of engagement and social distancing and mm-hmm. don't go in someone else's house and um, if you do ride your bikes with your friends don't don't go into any stores. Don't um, don't get too close to each other, and that is something that he is having a hard time unlearning. And that is we're just having a really hard time unlearning that and becoming distant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Drake's having a hard time with that as well. Not being able to <laughs> just just the concept of it. Right. You know, they're always you know germs, germs, germs. Um, but yeah, the concept of, you know, not touching and high-fiving and hanging out is really hard for him to accept right now. And and I know that I've got some acreage and you've got a lot of acreage and sending our kids out into our wild is completely different from someone who has a zero lot line and has a tiny little backyard. But I know, right. I know that outside is something that we all need to remember to go do. 100%. And if it if it means just um, digging a hole, looking at the, the worms <laughs> and the critters in the ground, or going out and picking Yeah, like when flowers. we did when we were kids. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, we, we could do uh, mud pies. 
Mud pies. Since there's been so much rain. And I think it's really important. Like, yeah, even teaching kids to garden or, you know, plant things, watch them grow, you know, getting back to basics. I think this is a really important time for, you know, just spending time with your kids. Um, I know a lot of people want to keep that education in and that structure and, but, you know, at the same time, this is kind of fun. It's almost like a mini vacation because not everyone's at work either. Right. So right. I would take, if I was, you know, constantly in, you know, the nine to five and work, I think I would really just take this time and spin with my kids. Like, Wait. you know, cuddle up, watch TV, play dominoes, have a good time. Like, you don't have to push so much, you know, schoolwork on them either because they're going to go back to school. Just kind of, you know, you got an early summer vacation or an extra spring break and, you know, take this time to get to know your kids and have have a good time and listen to them. You know, see what they're into and you know reconnect with them. A lot of a lot of people are so disconnected from their kids, and you know it kind of makes me sad um, when I you know my friends are like, oh my gosh, well how do you homeschool? You know, I'm, my kids are driving me crazy, and I'm like, well, I love my kids. I like hanging out with them. They're so funny. They're fun, and I like I like listening to them talk about comic books and movies and you know I, I enjoy that because I'm not going to have that forever they're all, they are going to grow up and ditch me at some point so <laughs> I, I like all the time I get to spend with them you know we have been cooking a lot more and cooking has to do with math uh, a little bit of science and that's pretty exciting because there are places on the internet recipes that deal with the sciences and the math part of cooking and it's such instant gratification cooking oh absolutely and then you get to eat it so much fun and and also i'm a little bit behind on gardening i have been purchasing seeds to get ready to garden that is something that we are a little bit excited about doing around our house so that's going to happen as soon as the uh, garden gets you know less muddy dried out (laughs) less muddy at this point (laughs) Yeah, and I mean, I mean, any all those things, you know. I just I remember being a kid and running around and having gardens and picking our own vegetables and getting the eggs out of the chicken coop. And those are things that my kids do. They they still have chores. They have chores every day. Mm-hmm. And I think that's it's important. Part of it and I think that's important is for your kids to have uh, re- house responsibilities. Uh, yes, they live here. This is their house too. Um, a lot of people are like, "Oh, you need to clean your room. You need to clean this." And I'm like, well, this is our house. You know, like we all live here. We all have to take part and do our part. And I think that that's important. Good. It's nice having teenage daughters that like do laundry really well and clean the kitchen really well. And now they both cook really well. I'm like, I love this. You know, you're just <laughs> making me jealous because Abby's over in Germany and she used to do those things really, really well. And I feel like I'm starting back with uh, square one with why. Right. But, but we're getting there. We're getting there. It's, it's just, it's like I don't have, I don't have that sort of instant built in teenage kid go-to kid we're getting there though. all right yeah that's rough i'm, I'm gonna be sad on these girls leave <laughs> no right and so is drake i know as much as he thinks girls 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 well he's gonna be missing them i'm sure oh yeah and you know he's having a good time right now you know nelson's in la with them and he's been going surfing and they're they have a i have a greenhouse in my yard there so they've been planting seeds and social distancing is a lot harder for them because he is in los angeles and it is crazy right now like the highlight of his day is when the ice cream truck comes around oh my goodness (laughs) that's fantastic they have ice cream trucks yes 
nice. And then my husband gives him the money and he has to go out there and buy his ice cream and make sure he gets the right change. So see, he's doing math and he doesn't even know. It's fantastic. I love that. That's, it's nice to know that, that we can just kind of breathe our way through this and, and, um, yeah. And, and, you know, and home, homeschooling isn't for everyone. And I, you know, I really am lucky that I get to do it. Um, my husband makes good money so that I get to stay home and take care of my kids. And a lot of people don't have that luxury. And I mean, it's, and it, and it isn't for everyone. There are different personalities of kids that, you know, need structure in public schooling or they don't listen to their parents. They need to listen to it. They listen better to teachers. So, you know, if, if you can try it and enjoy it, then homeschooling is like, it's so much fun. And I mean, I love that part. In our town, we have extended spring break until April, I believe. Uh, so, I mean, this is something that we can do. This is absolutely, even if it extends a month, two months, three months on into summer break this is definitely something that we can handle and and as long as we breathe and relax and take a little bit of time for the parents parents have to have their own extracurricular activities as well and i i think that that's important it is it's important because you know we are only human and like me i think I have to, you know, watch, be careful of, you know, how I react to things as well, because when you don't have a break from your kids and they are always around you, I think it made me more aware of, of the things I did. You know, I wanted to set a, you have, you want to set a good example for your kids. So you're, I read books and, you know, I do, you know, balance my checkbook still so they can see how important it is to watch your money. And, you know, they help me do my taxes. And so it, it, it kind of becomes life school as well as homeschool because these are a lot of things that they don't get in public school, you know. So I think I think that's a really good thing too. think of the things they won't get in public school and, and, and feed them that like, you know, cooking. I don't even know if they do home ec in school anymore. And, you know, we have a sewing machine. So if something rips, we try to fix it ourselves or, you know, we do a lot of homeschool projects as far as like Christmas we make everyone really cool pillowcases like out of superhero material so there's a lot of projects that you can do and thank goodness for Pinterest and things like that there's resources out there so be sure to use resources Google YouTube I don't know how many times we've learned how to play certain things on the guitar just by watching YouTube I definitely think that the resources have completely exploded on the internet in the past week Absolutely, yes. And that's very exciting for us all. Mm -hmm. All right, well, thank you so much, Laura. I appreciate you opening your home to us and letting us get a peek inside what I call no drama mama homeschooling. Um, That that is you in a nutshell. I mean, when I talk to people about my friend Laura, I was like, oh, yeah, she's a no drama mama. And, um, and she's got really great kids and, and she's doing really great things with them. Thank you so much for talking to us today on the podcast. Anytime. And remember to relax and breathe and flow with the changes. Anchor Podcasting and Spotify brings you great podcasts like Alyssa Milano's Sorry Not Sorry. I'm Suzanne Story, and this has been Love in the Time of COVID-19, brought to you by the studios of North Fork of Red River, a Texas-based studio.